This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. As always, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. And we got the mad scientist, Ants One, behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Ghost, tell them what we're working with this week. Big week in Studio E. We got none other than Grady Smith doing it big. You know what I'm saying? Last part in the last bronze video. Young buck in the game. Going ham, killing spots left, right, and center. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. And of course, wrapping it up with the rundown, some QB talk, some NBA talk. It's a fun episode, man. As always, man. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Slide over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And if that ain't enough, TheBuntLive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. Check it out. Ghost, you know exactly what it is. Shout out of the week. You got something spicy for me? Man, big week in terms of skate content. Got to give a shout out to uh, <clears throat> our boys at Quarter Snacks. Did you see that came to Mallorca for nothing edit? Mm-hmm. Mad homies. Just a real feel good edit. Uh, fuck. Ben Blundell, E.T., Danny Brady, Legend, Oof. Justin Henry, uh, Diego Todd. I really enjoyed that one. Matter of fact, I'm going to watch it again right after we're done recording. Um, and then, yo, I don't know if you came across this one, but a video out of Houston, Texas. Uh, <clears throat> homage. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Or homage. <laughs> homage. No. Uh, homage, homage. <laughs> How do you say that word? Homage, paying homage. Uh, yeah, no, yo, it was. I clicked play on it, and then I saw that it was long, and I was like, shit, I ain't got time for this. But sometimes when that happens, I just skip to the last part, and uh, and then based on that, I decided if I'm gonna watch it, bro. My mind was blown. The homie with last part, I think David Langston. Uh, went absolutely ham and uh, yeah that's a must watch Um, at the very least watch his part but the whole video was sick as fuck shout out to the Houston scene and then I really liked uh, what they did in the credits the video is called homage right so after the credits go a bit it's like (laughs) it's a montage of all Houston legends like Darrell Stanton and shit oh damn yeah all like old classic clips um, super cool so shout out to that whole squad man Uh, they did a proper yeah yeah. so like the ghost said we have Grady Smith in the building absolutely snapped in bronzes Ruben video last part the man went off you (laughs) 
You've already seen it. There's only one thing left to do before we get into the interview. That's order some Maker Pizza. You can order online. Yeah, you can order online using the Maker app available on iOS and Android or head in store. They popping up all over the place, man. Me and the ghost, we living off Maker Pizza. Dr. Pepperoni, Margarita, you name it, we eating it. Buffalo wings, lemon pepper wings. They got salads. Maddie Matheson, tell them what you're working with when you order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all, we got the legend, Grady Smith, in the building. What's cracking, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's good, guys? I don't know about all that. <laughs> legend in the works, yo. Yes, sir. Put the respect on your name. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Fucking sports moment. That one was, I was thinking about that one, but I guess it's pretty easy. Just The, the last time I gave a fuck about sports really was like Space Jam. <laughs> I was hyped on Space Jam. Yes, sir. And uh, Michael Jordan. That was, that was the last like phase I had before skating, I think. Like Michael Jordan IMAX. I went to that shit like three times. <laughs> and then just watched Space Jam fucking constantly. But uh, skate moment is probably just watching my little brother get fucking good as fuck at skating that's a sick one how old is he that's pretty that was a that's a trip i think he's nine. he's, he, he's 20 now okay and he just turned 20 nice yeah i would say that's probably the the dopest thing that's sick. skate wise well, that's funny you got the same favorite sports moment as mitch i never thought i'd hear that one again he said his space chair damn, he's, he's like damn i'm pretty sure I, I listened to that one a while ago but I was, i'm not biting his shit i'm not trying to bite <laughs> no yours was a bit different he said Michael Jordan half court dunk or something, and I was like, "That's impossible." And then he's like, "Space Jam," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam is always sick. I go watch that movie, fucking whenever. Did you watch the new one? Nah, fuck the new one. <laughs> Not trying to watch the new one. Yeah, me neither. Fuck that. <laughs> so, where did you grow up, and how'd you get into skating? Well, I grew up in Florida. I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, when I was really like before 10 i was i was super young and i started skating at the skate park kona pretty much just did that fucking every day skate rat style skate park hell yeah so what would you consider was your first big break in the skate industry if you've had it man or are you still waiting on it yeah i don't think i'm <laughs> i don't know about that i mean i get to skate with like some of the skaters that have been hyped on since i was a kid so that's that's sick for sure mm -hmm. like fucking jake johnson i mean i was hyped on brendan carroll before i ever met him and then now we live together <laughs> skate all the time shit's fucking sick yeah dude that was a crazy clip in your bronze part when you do the kickflip gap 5-0 and jake johnson daps you up after oh yeah i hated that clip but <laughs> <laughs> it's sick that that uh i got some jake johnson daps i guess that's dope that's Damn. fire that's out like wherever the fuck he lives, Pennsylvania somewhere. Wow. I don't. I don't remember. We skated a bunch of different towns. I don't know where anything was really, but there's a bunch of shit out there for sure. Why'd you hate that clip? That was like one of the most shocking, like crazy clips. <laughs> I just, I just thought it's pretty dinky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Random. But like kick flipping out 
to like a round rail back five was pretty gnarly well shit thank you <laughs> how old are you now by the way 25 okay young Damn. i'll be 26 i turned 26 in march nice again that day no way dog <laughs> so after growing up in florida then moving to dc you decided to make the move to new york what was behind that decision no nah, i moved to new york when i was 19 because my my friend my friend moved out there and i just went out and uh kind of floated around a bit before going to dc for a little bit so you went to new york before dc yeah oh okay no set plans at all just kind of fucking winging it Mm -hmm. so three major cities man uh which one's your favorite so far uh probably new york kind of whenever i'm gone i'm just trying to get back eventually yeah (laughs) trying to get to miami soon this one i think i'm gonna go to miami next next month last one i went like three different times nice maybe we'll see you down there trying to go in february as well yeah that'll be sick yeah fucking early february probably till who knows yeah maybe maybe just stay the whole month fuck it (laughs) that'd be nice man looking at the weather we're dealing with yeah it's probably way worse there it's fucking it snowed yesterday but it's already drying up probably be able to skate in a day or so damn winter warrior shit eh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, shit is fucking pretty chill here. It's nothing compared to middle of the country shit. Yeah. yeah, it's too cold for the outdoors here. And the dutty salt all over the ground is just fucking. Oh yeah, it's salty. It's salty today for sure. It's fucking gross. So, where'd you get the nickname Weef, and what's it mean? Fuck, <laughs> my little, my friend in DC gave it to me because I guess someone was smoking weed. I would just ask to hit everyone's weed. And he'd be like, man, you're weefing. It's like a DC phrase. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to call you. This kid was 16. I was 19. And he was the young. He was the youngest kid that hung out with us. This kid, Casey. He lives in New York now. It's pretty sick. But uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to call you weef. And everyone's going to call you weef from now on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of worse. No, I don't really get called weef too much anymore, but it's. It's the handle, mm-hmm. so you, you pretty much all your handle, so yeah. fuck it. I'll give him that. Damn, as if the youngin' fucking dusted you like that and made it official. <laughs> and he's like, and everyone's going to call you that, too. <laughs> Sounds like a boss. I mean, this kid is 16, but I, I remember him and him and Boda fought, and it was like a pretty even fight. What? So Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's a grown-ass kid. But I have him to thank for weed, for sure. Nice. So we've heard you have the ability to fucking pull off any trick, basically, and all it takes is a tall boy. What's good with that, man? That's the real motivation behind uh, the hammers these days? Maybe fucking, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what what works still. Definitely not any trick, but that, that'll help. <laughs> that'll, that'll, <laughs> that, I don't fucking know, dude. I've been t- I, I used to drink a lot more, and now I've uh, been taking breaks and shit here and there. Your boy, uh, Stop Faking on Instagram, told us that people have been trying to three-flip the wall at Pulaski from time, and someone put a tall boy on it, and that's all it took for you, man. I three-flipped the wall, and Boda got a case of tall boys. <laughs> I'd been trying it for like a week straight, and then one day I just did that's it. That's actually insane. I don't man. remember anything. I actually don't remember too too well. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Is it like there's two walls, right? Or am I? 
Yeah, it was like the, the main big, one, the big one, and the small one. Yeah, That's we flipped the big it's one. It's crazy. Yeah, not that big for you, for us <laughs> fucking regular peasants. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen go down at Pulaski, man? Probably just oh, fucking just beating people up, just antics, <laughs> fucking sick. I remember he ah fuck dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He actually, he, he requested me to fucking say some shit. He beat up this photographer one time and he wanted, he wanted me to bring that up. That was pretty wild. I think a, a, lot, a, lot, of, a lot of people were bummed on that. Like a skate photographer? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, he was like, just fucking, he said some out of pocket shit on the internet. Like I, he wrote, a, I don't remember exactly, but beat him up and uh stripped his complete and gave it out that's probably the craziest holy thing. fuck the photographer said some shit about yeah oh my like he, i'm not fucking saying it was sick or anything but beat him up and then he's like made him walk outside just on the sidewalk of like stripping his complete giving giving piece pieces away he was giving it to kids at least but uh jesus <laughs> that was crazy that was definitely crazy but yo, he he's got to he's on his shit right now. I don't think he skates too much, but he's like he's doing some dope shit. That's what's up. Rescuing rescuing dogs. Oh hell yeah! Fucking do some real selfless shit, dude. When I was there, he was skating and backlipping completely unwaxed ledges, man. Like the yeah. noise that this ledge made when he would backlip it is like the craziest screech I'd ever heard in my life. And I'm nah, there with the, like he's the illest Morgan and Wade who are just like dying to wax everything and just couldn't, man. There was one little ledge that uh Morgan had waxed and one of the locals went after he waxed it with toilet paper or a paper towel and was like wiping the wax off and then took the piece of wax off the ground that Morgan had left there and whipped it across the plaza. <laughs> was like that upset about the wax. I was like... Whoever, like the, the majority of people that get upset about the wax, like, nah, I don't fucking, I'm not going to get it. it like the, the dopest people that skate Pulaski are putting a little bit of wax on the shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about that shit. But uh, it's, I guess it sucks when it's hot out and the wax gets on the like the ground that you're skating on. Yeah, and you step on it. It's, it's shit. But yeah. I don't know. I don't go. I've never. I've, I've never waxed a ledge, but I don't even <laughs> skate. The, I don't fucking know. You've never waxed a ledge there, or just in general? No, no, no. I've never waxed at Pulaski. Oh, okay, okay. Has Bobby Warris waxed at Pulaski? Fuck yeah. Okay. Has Darren Harper? Shit. Probably. I don't know. I, he wasn't he wasn't coming out that much when I was staying there, but I've seen him out. He like he's skating a bunch now mm -hmm. with his kids and shit. And that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if him and Bobby Warris have ever waxed it, then I mean, you get the pass. Yeah, I mean, I don't fucking. I mean, definitely don't don't go there and just wax it. <laughs> you don't fucking know anyone, but yeah, <laughs> I don't care if you do. I don't. I don't have any say. Like I'm not fucking like Pulaski, whatever. I was there just for a little bit. When Elijah did nose grind pop out on the big wall, you were pulling up with some some tall boys yourself. Was that yeah. some motivational tactics for Elijah, man, or he just got it like that? No, uh, we, I was just drinking a lot of beer when we were there, and <laughs> just had just just so happened that he did it right then. 
<laughs> but that was fucking pretty incredible. That that wedge is is big, big man. What was that? Uh, what was that session like for him? Did he have that easy? Uh, no, he didn't. He tried it a, a day or so before, and we're like, dude, you can't. We were like, we're not leaving DC till you get that. Yeah. And then, dude, he was eating shit like table topping, fucking like slip out on the top where you just oh. fucking go to your back. <laughs> but uh, he he pulled it off. That shit was incredible. Uh, it really was shocking. Elijah is the fucking. I, I was. He's the sickest skater out. Like he's the definitely the dopest fool right now. I would say. It's high praise. Not gonna disagree. Mm-hmm. That fool is fucked up. And I, I don't think I don't think people really know yet. Yeah, no, it's coming. I'm hyped for the next full part, but his bail section in that last Andrew video was some fucking heavy shit. Yesterday he just fucked my friend's extreme fish eye. Oh fuck! He he fucking that it's toast now. Oh, <laughs> but uh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. So you have uh, an elite nolly flip in the game. Tell us about the day you <laughs> nolly flipped Takashi Rainbow Set. Uh, you're on some serious blue collar tip, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I just fucking worked. I I tried it. I had tried it one day and I and I didn't do it. And then I was just working. Like I got off work, asked fools where they were skating at, and they were like, "We're here just skating flat or something." I don't even. No, nobody skates flat there. But <laughs> I went. And fools are skating it, and then uh, I was just able to do it that day. That shit's crazy. Pretty easy that day. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, that last trick in your bronze part was fucking clean as fuck too no second angle on that one oh faithful no it was just it was just like me matt matt yeah matt was the only one with the camera but uh definitely wasn't trying to like get an end or anything i was kind of i don't know i was kind of whatever i was hyped to skate that double set though we'd been trying to go there for a while fucking winning tim o'connor double set mm-hmm. i think carry gets did some shit but he's i don't know winning tim o'connor double set <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had last part in the most recent bronze video ruben what was it like filming that part and did you know you were gonna have last part no i mean that shit is just like i just skate with matt velez and those fools a lot so just get shit Didn't, definitely wasn't like thinking about anything really mm-hmm. fucking yeah i don't know just worked out man put in the work it's like yeah 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 <laughs> uh, that came out banging man i was uh I thought the homie before what's uh what's second last part's name? I'm a fan of his. Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark is the, the truth. Yeah, he's been in those videos forever, and I was thinking, oh shit, he finally is gonna have last part. Like, good for you. And then all of a sudden, no slide pop over of doom into the bank, and then you just strolled in out of left field, fucking. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I think everybody thought Mark was gonna have last part too. I mean, I don't know. I didn't fucking. I didn't act like. That shit, fucking whatever, to me, for sure. <laughs> I kind of was like, like I wish I had done tried harder or some shit. I don't know. But that part was crazy. As soon as the Nolly Trey hit, you knew it was on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elijah told us to ask you about the times Danny Dip had been battling the switchback heel down the double set in Queens, the one you Nolly trade. Is there some stories there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we've probably been there, or he. I've probably been there for. 
I don't fucking know. I've probably been there eight times for him or something. Damn. But he's been, definitely been there a handful of times without me, too. Switch back heel, double set. Yeah, he'll get it. Who the fuck? I don't even know if he wants it anymore, but <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. This fool, Danny, dude, this, he's so fucking sick and funny. Yeah, switch backside stuff's so hard to ride away from. He, he, yeah. he just fixiates. Like, he fixiates on tricks, but he doesn't really, like, I, I don't fucking know. I'm not. <laughs> if you know, if you know Danny, like you know what the fuck is good. Hey. That fool is hilarious. Wishing him the best of luck. I hope he gets it. Yeah, uh, maybe after, maybe after this it'll spark him to go back. I know he tried it literally the day before the fucking bronze video or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, we were we were all there. Like Elijah and uh, Justin Reza, like the Miami mm-hmm. homies literally flew in and um we met them the day before the bronze video came out or whatever and we went to the double set for danny to try one more time <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't do it Damn, yeah. dude we bet we dude he's tried it so many times i i couldn't imagine yeah. like it's the worst double set too just stupid ass asphalt double oh. set <laughs> so whack but uh <laughs> At this, if he had did that switchback heel, that would probably be the favorite skate moment. I would say. Damn. So it's yeah. still coming, man. It's in the works. Yeah, favorite skate moment hasn't happened yet. Fuck my little brother. <laughs> uh, best of luck to him. I know how that feels. There's a a little three flat three double set that I probably tried to switch back heel like ten different times, and I never. No way. It. So yeah, that switch backside shit's so hard to ride away from for me. Yeah, switchback heel. I'll probably, I will never film a switchback heel, dude. <laughs> no, no chance uh, filming switchback heel. Hey, best of luck to Danny, man. Uh, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll get him to try it again. <laughs> after, after that, it got me hyped for him to try it again, though. Spring is in the air and it is time to update your hater blockers. Visit chpobrand.com and use the discount code THEBUNT and receive 20% off. Yeah, you heard me, 20%. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. So, what's the curse of the lobster dunk? What does that mean for you? <laughs> I just fucking got these lobster dunks. I got both. I got some green ones and some purple ones, and I kept trying to film tricks in them, and I just didn't get any tricks in them. And everyone was like, why the fuck did you skate them? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I got no, got no tricks in the lobster dunks. Damn, and now they're destroyed? I threw them out. <laughs> and now I started getting, I started getting tricks again. Bless <laughs> said that you had some regret not chopping them, man. Nah, no regrets. No regrets. Fuck it. He's like, yo, he could have paid his fucking rent for three months with those kicks if he had just sold them, man. Yeah, but like, then I'll fucking just be worried about the next three months. I don't fucking care, dude. <laughs> it, all, it all worked out. I'm not trying to think about that shit, dude. Fuck that shit. The curse is over, man. They're gone. The they're... curse yeah, curse is over. Um, that sucks. I know that feeling when you have a pair of shoes that you're like, I need to get a clip in these. Cause they're like just dope. Dude, the green ones were like so sick. I don't know. I was fucking hyped on them. I couldn't believe I couldn't make anything happen. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, Keith. So you fakey healed the fish gap in the bronze video. It's time. 
Figure healing anything is insane, but we heard there's a little backstory to what you guys had to do to skate that spot. Oh, yeah. I guess Hysteric Fool's working there. And uh, I wanted to do it really bad that day, but there was a car parked or something. One of them had their car parked up there. And we asked them to move so we could skate it. And they said we could skate if we signed some shit. And me, I think me, Brendan, and Matt signed some written shit and they let us skate it that day and it worked out or so. i think that's what happened was it like some shit saying you wouldn't get hurt we did, we or just, like you wouldn't sue them if you got hurt yeah yeah we wouldn't we we wouldn't sue if we got <laughs> hurt crazy. which is like it's fucking fish gap like how many people are at fish yeah. gap i don't know that's sick though they let you do it yeah they they were they were super nice which one's fish gap it's like uh off the loading dock over a parking spot into like kind of like a slant. I think uh Tyshawn went up it. What do you do up it? Oh yeah, yeah. I heard he did some fuck fucked up shit there. Dylan Reader yeah, kicked yeah. up it. I think Westgate ollied up it. Fucking so many tricks yeah. there. Jake Jake Johnson Nolly backside flip. Yeah, but none of them signed the contract like you, man. Uh well, you never know. I mean <laughs> yeah, you know I guess you really don't ever know. There's a picture of it somewhere of the contract. It's like my signature, Matt's signature, Brendan's signature on it. Brendan skated out. He didn't even need to sign that shit. I don't know why he did. <laughs> sick. But it, that, that was mm-hmm. super funny. Did Westgate back three kickflip that? Yeah, I think he did, Damn. huh? People have done fucking crazy yeah. tricks there. Uh, that spot looks super cool. We heard you once saved your friend Dougie's life. What's the story there? <laughs> Yeah, we were at Matt Velez's house, his like his parents' house in South Jersey, and Matt's grilling for us, and Danny Dip and I are in the hot tub, and Dougie, <laughs> Dougie's fucking, there's a pool in a hot tub, and we're chilling in the, in the hot tub, and Dougie goes, like, you know the, the like, shitty pool slides, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a six-foot, six-foot swivel slide. Yeah. Uh, he went, he went down it and you just hear him screeching down it and then he plops into the water and then out of nowhere, Danny's like, yo, I think he's, I don't think he's okay. And he's like, Matt's pool is deep. It's like, I think it's eight feet, which is kind of deeper than normal. Mm-hmm. And Dougie's just like struggling, just hopped in and got him casual, saved <laughs> Dougie's life, super casual style. So he couldn't swim. No, nah, he couldn't swim. I don't know. I don't know why he went into the deep end, but <laughs> he. I think he said he didn't. He thought that it wouldn't oh, be fucking so deep. like overhead yeah. high or something. I don't know. Fuck! Oh my god! He saved but, the man. Uh, I did. Fuck I did. Hell. I love Dougie, dude. Dougie, that's the best fucking kid right there. Danny just looks over <laughs> and he's like, "I don't think he's doing so good in there, man." Fucking that shit was. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe I was like well, dude what the fuck are you doing you don't want to swim why are you getting in the deep end of the pool did you throw your pocket out of your phone before jumping in or were you already ready nah I, w- I was in the hot tub so oh, I was yeah. already ready to hop in there the only thing it was just kind of cold but soup, it, was, it was easy it was casual <laughs> uh, I always think about that if your kid's drowning or something do you take that .5 seconds to throw your phone out of your pocket or oh yeah you as you're in? running towards the pool you toss it whatever you can dude take yeah toss that toss that shit out real quick you, if i if i had my phone in my if i was dry and had my phone in my pocket i would have probably thrown my phone out real quick he would have yeah. been fine the phone is the only like you're not gonna like untie your shoes 
or like get undressed. Yeah, yeah. Like he he could have he could have chilled. Like he could have been could fight for another second. There 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 was yeah there was a window. Of, <laughs> I had a window yeah. to get him. Yeah. Oh shit. Did you go like full Baywatch and just like dive head first and carry him out? I don't think I died. I just hopped in. Fucking too easy, eh? Got him out. Yeah, shit was pretty easy. Lifeguard yeah. fallback for sure. You fallback job. <laughs> Put that on your resume. Uh, is it true you tried to make out with the chick after throwing up on her? Uh, it's probably I went back and like threw up all over this girl's room, and then she asked me to leave, and I was like, I'm chilling now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not gonna get sick anymore. But uh, I I ended, I just left. Can you take us behind the scenes on that crazy board slide transfer you did in your hammer section? Yeah, um, my friend actually found that spot, and I saw it, and I've been wanting to go for a while. I thought it was smaller than it was. I thought it was, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back oh. with this rail. And then I went, I was like, <laughs> fuck. It's kind of kind of scary. That was like one of the last tricks I filmed, I think. Yeah, it was a gnarly one. Fucking a groundskeeper came out. I thought he was kicking us out. I was like, yo, could I please try this a few times? And he was like, what? No, I just heard someone skating out here. I wanted to come oh. see what was up. Oh, sick. That dude was pretty sick. Dude, that rail is fucking sick. I'm sure people are going to go and someone's going to go backlip it or some shit. I don't fucking know. Backlip? Are you crazy? You got to, like, pull your truck back up. Like, back 5-0, maybe. Yeah, backlip would be like tough. pretty gnarly yeah. backlip. Yeah, I'd be, I don't wanna, I, I'd be down to go, like, back grinder or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Probably not not back to it, though. Uh, another one is take us behind the scenes on your tray flip over the rail. What was that session like? Yeah, yeah. That was just... Uh, I'd actually known about that spot in Atlanta for a fucking... Since I was a kid. Thought it was sick. Just wanted to do something there. Tray flip was, like, pretty much the easiest thing to do. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I real sick. Yeah. Kind of... I was... Uh, Fucking my homie Gus was there dressed like a vampire or some shit. And uh, I think I was kind of in my head a bit. I think we ate mushrooms that day and I was kind of pissed off that he was just fucking skating around like a vampire. But I felt bad afterwards. I was like, fuck, I was just such a such a dickhead. Like, he was just having fun. <laughs> yeah, I was hyped to skate that spot, though. That was tight. There's like an account, Atlanta ABD, and I was like, dude, for sure, we're all going to end up on this shit, and no one ended up on it, so <laughs> we did what, pretty well. What, they just well, post like. clips that have already been done in ATL? Yeah. Damn, that's violent. sick. They violate. It's it's sick. I, I like it. That shit is sick. Do they post the original that, that one, exists. too? Yeah, for, for sure. Yo. It's a sick account. You should see it. They fucking Damn. violate a lot of people that, that need to get violated. <laughs> That's sick. Every shit, every city should have that. Yeah, no doubt. It doesn't matter that much. Well, it's just funny if to you see redo something if you don't know. But yeah, it is. It's just sick to put respect on the original person. Yeah, yeah. No, that shit is sick. And no one got, <clears throat> no one got caught while you guys were there. Nah, we all like, no one's trick got fucking, like a bunch of fools got tricks in Atlanta, and I guess they were all acceptable. <laughs> Cause they would they would have fucking loved to like fuck with bronze, bro. They would have loved to violate bronze. I think. <laughs> maybe, maybe after this they'll like I'll look into it more. Do some Double research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. That's sick. <clears throat> you said you're you're working earlier. What do you do for work? To some fucking, just this moving company that 
a bunch of my friends work for. Just do that shit. Sick. Pretty much whenever. It's always so random, but uh, that's pretty much the only work I've done for the past three years. Well, hopefully momentum from the bronze video carries over into some well-deserved skate checks, and uh, you could focus more on that, but ha. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm down to fucking work. No, I know. I, I like know, it. Shit, young man killing it on the board. Be nice to be able to fucking travel on a skate budget and all that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll that would be sick. We'll see. So you went and nollie flipped that set after working a day of moving? That's some fucking hard work, man. Yeah, the rainbow set. We respect the blue-collar skaters out there, man. Putting in the day's work and then, then skating. <laughs> That's what's up. It ain't easy. It definitely makes you hype to skate. Yeah, for sure. And to go on trips, like it's going to be nice down in Florida for you, man. Yeah. So what do you got? What do you bronze guys got cooking up next, man? Some more trips? A new video? I have no idea. I've been skating with Matt regularly, pretty recently, just filming mm -hmm. shit with no like motive. I don't really, or like I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but yeah. just trying to get tricks or whatever. Hell yeah, man! Keep the momentum. Yeah, kind of sparked right now. Yeah, so get your ass to Miami, cause fuck. <laughs> Don't let the spark yeah. fade in in winter. Yeah, no doubt, dude. It didn't even get cold until last week. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Uh, climate change is the is a real out here. Fuck, can I go piss real quick? What's next for Grady Smith? Dude, I don't. F <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably, probably just like the same shit that I've been doing. And a piss, just like working and. Working and skating in a in a piss, solid piss. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we're brought to you by the quickest and most responsive trucks on the planet. You guessed it, Thunder Trucks. We know you've seen that 10 minute Ashad part by now. And yup, pro trucks are a given. Ashad's new Pro Thunder lights are hitting the case now in 147, 148, and 149. Raw hangers, premium grade hollow kingpins, and black forge base plates. You already know they're light, quick, and guaranteed for life. Grab yourself a set at 6th Ave in Nashville, Pawn Shop in Covina, Neighbors in LA, Note Shop in Manchester, and our homies up here at Empire, Shred Shop, Pocket, Truth, and Borderline. Let's grind, y'all. You know what time it is. Let's get it, bruv. Rapid fire. Oh, shit. Favorite skater. Fuck, I, Jake Johnson. <laughs> Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Or my little my little brother. What's your little brother's name? Arthur Smith. Hell yeah. Favorite video? I don't know. West Side video. Like Dango is dead or fucking Good Life. Mohicans. Those are those are the sickest videos I think. Or small right. Smalls videos. I should have said Smalls video for sure. <laughs> Favorite video part? Jake Minefield. Favorite style? Favorite style, Jordan Trahan. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably never heard of this name, but this this fool, Matt Fink, he lived in Jacksonville when I lived there. And he was, like, pretty much the only, like, real street skater. And I skated with him from, like, 
14 till I left Jacksonville and that fool you, you why, look up that fool's footage he's sick Matt Fink right, no Matt doubt Fink. he had the biggest effect probably made me a little bit too opinionated or whatever but I don't know. <laughs> that fool he's sick shout out to Matt Fink no doubt most talented skateboarder on planet earth see I see like fuck dude I should have had this shit on deck right <laughs> <laughs> Brad Cromer is probably the Yo. most talented person I know. Brad Hell Cromer. Yeah. He can pretty much do whatever. That's Bunt legend right there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Legendary interview. Favorite trick? Uh, fucking Ollie. <laughs> Ollie for sure. Probably that's his best trick. Hardest trick for you? So many. I mean, there's just a bunch of tricks. Like inward, any inward heel flip. I can't do any inward heel flip. Yeah, they're fucked. Yeah, fuck those. <laughs> Most illegal trick. <laughs> Nolly back big spin. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Nolly back big spin. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Let's say the white wall, white wall three flip. Probably. I was, I was, I was actually pretty happy about that. Hell yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed of being happy after yeah, a yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, pre- I'm happy after every clip, but I, I was, I was like, I was stoked. That's a crazy one, man. Worst trend you've ever been a part of? Super big board with wide trucks. They're mainly wide trucks. I, I hate seeing that shit now. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Uh, fucking... Probably Elijah nose grind. Oh, We're already talking about yeah. that. Like that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who else is about to do that. I don't think. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, no. What's the one trick that got away? <sighs> oh, fucking Nolly flipped the wall. Holy shit! Yeah, and I heard uh, this kid's been trying it. That that dude. That's why I'm going. That's that's not why I'm going next week. But <laughs> oh, I definitely. Oh shit! I would love. To, I would love to do it before this fucking kid does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. I haven't tried it in like four years or something. I think <sighs> I. I think I feel better now. We'll see. You're ready. <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? I fucking. I've had a few. I, I the switchback heel is that a bunt? He tries it, but like <laughs> every time, every time he's fucking so sure it's about to happen, and then it doesn't. Yo, one time, <laughs> I don't even want to do it. He tried it before like some surgery, and he didn't eat for twenty four hours before, and then he went and tried it with no food or anything, and then went to the surgery or whatever after trying the switchback heel. <laughs> Oh so God. probably, probably Danny Dip is just fucking constantly on some shit like that. It's a pretty big bunt. <laughs> Damn, oh. Danny. Damn, Daniel. Now you gotta land it, Danny, out of spite. Yeah, the pressure is on for sure. <laughs> Damn, I'm hyped. I'm hyped that that fucking is a part of this shit for sure. <laughs> um. Next time he tries it, can you send us some attempts? I just want to see. No, working no with. doubt. Yeah, yeah, I can give you fucking a few days attempts right now. <laughs> that shit, it's like, it's 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 a fucking, it's a thing, man. 
yeah it's a big thing i want to see how like possible it looks like if he's just flinging it out there no chance no no he he's landed on it two feet okay okay. he he could probably switch back heels something bigger this is just like shit asphalt to shit asphalt like three flat three like the worst fucking thing to skate ever (laughs) he could do that dude he's a matter of doing it yeah no, he's I'm I'm talking shit, but he's he's landing on it two feet. I think he's like broken a board trying it. I don't know. Alright, it's going down. It's going down. What's the last new trick you learned? It is Nolly Heels. I can kinda Nolly Heel now. I thought I would I thought I would never have that, but I I think I figured it out. Hell yeah, better late than never. Yeah. Dream job after skating. Uh, some shit like what I'm doing already. I don't know. I'll figure something out. Some blue collar shit. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're 25, fucking skating your ass off, so you got time to figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure some shit out. I think. Favorite local brand. Fuck. Favors Premium. Favorite local skater. Brendan Carroll, my roommate. Just- fucking sickest person to skate with for sure favorite teammate ever probably fucking danny dip yeah we're, we're, we're teammates bro that's my brother that's what's up like we're doing the same shit pretty much worst teammate ever fuck yeah buggy buggy tall <laughs> nick nick farrow he's fucking blowing it air, air, please air this out for me <laughs> he needs to shit this fool has been fucking blowing it lately. Please, if is he fucking, yeah, buggy toss, get it, get it together. Oh, buggy, Snap come on, back dog. to reality. <laughs> buggy, switch hard flip, gap to nose, Manny. Come on, dog. We need more of that. Come shit. on, hasn't done shit since then. Glad to hear. Let's go. That's such a. I'm a big fan, buggy. We need more. Yeah, it's not like he's fucking got fat or anything. Like, just fucking snap out of it, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. Worst company? Fucking, like... I don't know, like, little quirky kids, like... Fucking t-shirt companies, or... Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. Jankum Mag. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, run it. I don't care, dude. My little shit ain't shit, bro. Just, just put that. <laughs> like fuck dude (laughs) worst trend instagram no (laughs) doubt i feel you on that one worst style (laughs) mark (laughs) suchu i mean i could get like more personal but mark suchu for sure oh my god i mean you just do less like you don't gotta just just do it like i don't know dude yeah <laughs> gary coming in hot it's too much uh congrats to him for skater of the year though gotta give him that yeah no doubt no doubt gotta give him that for sure last person you want on the sesh ekvin who no nah, it's just it's it's not the last person i want on the sesh it would just be the funny answer for my friends but i'm gonna go ahead with ekvin Kevin Davis, but but it's just a joke. He's probably gonna be so he's gonna be so bummed, but it's just a fucking <laughs> kind of joke for my friends, I guess. Come in, bro. Big legend. 
it's like Kevin, but you switch the E and the K. Just, just fucking. You don't need that fucking wrist. Just you don't need that wrist guard on. Take get rid of that dirty ass wrist guard, please. And then I, I would gladly have you on the set. Oh shit! You heard the man. No wrist guards, man. Grady Smith killing it at the buzzer, <laughs> like Jordan. <laughs> All right, Grady man. Fuck. Thank you for being here for this interview. That was a blast, dude. Shared some laughs. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No doubt. Back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie's Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickie's. All right, Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Jordan Loomis. What's up, Bump Boys? Emailing in from Western motherfucking Australia. And apologies in advance for the long email but I hope you guys can power through it. I found your pod late last year after the end of season 14 and have been using the long break in order to catch up on you guys and stay up to date. It's been really helping me through my long days at work. To preface my question, I started skating in 2016 at about 13 years old and I feel like I missed out on the golden era of skate videos. My first introduction into the skate culture and media was through YouTube and I could never sustain my interest for a full-length video, and I had never really cared uh, until recently. I have three questions. Do you think that the skate media as a whole is worse off as it has become more saturated and mainstream? And are there any videos that have come out post-2016 that you would say have had the same impact on the skate culture as videos like Fully Flared or the DC video or Baker 2G? Also, what are three full-length videos that would be perfect to introduce new people into the skate scene? Absolutely loving the pod. Excited to finally listen to episodes as they come out. Shout out 1991 Skate Shop in Frio. And congrats to Passport for their new dunk with Nike. Peace. As far as skate media being worse off as a whole, I would just say that this was pretty much inevitable with the internet and social media becoming what it was. It was uh, clearly unsustainable to just have full-length videos coming out and uh, people just need content. Um, But I definitely did like it more in the golden era, that's for sure. Uh, As for three full-length videos that I think would perfectly introduce new people in the skate scene, three that had a a big impact on me and probably safer as well. I mean, you could pick any of the the old trans worlds like sight unseen modus or in bloom i'll count all of those the same that's just like one pick one of the golden era trans worlds um i'd say flip sorry was absolutely incredible and then probably yeah right i think that'd be a good three piece to start with for sure yeah can't go wrong with those um i'm trying to think of a different three that I loved. I'll go with um, Really Sorry. Fuck, I keep thinking of Transworld videos. Transworld in Bloom and Sight Unseen. Fuck, there's too many from that era. 
Oh, let's give some love to Digital. I love those. Digital Invasion. It's probably my favorite. 41163. Yeah, there's something to be said about the video magazines playing a part as well. It was kind of like Instagram before Instagram, just a whole mix of content. You had the the on videos, the digitals, uh, the 411s. Man, even the Canadian videos, the North videos, the green apple videos fuck. there's a lot of a lot of good skate content before social media man yeah it's funny to hear a newer skater a newer skater's perspective because like that's kind of what we probably imagined it's like for kids they're just used to the youtube instagram and a full-length video is almost too much for like our new shortened attention spans it's uh it's kind of sad that you know it's like that now but <clears throat> i guess we mm-hmm. could just be thankful we came up when we did um, oh yo and what about this is skateboarding and dying to live oh man there's too many yeah man photosynthesis uh did you say dying to live yeah i just said that yeah yeah fucking misled chris youth. cole breakout all the og toy machine videos man too much and then there's obviously everything from before our era if you've listened to all our episodes then you know that when we have an older skater on they're always saying you know mouse and the plan like virtual reality all the plan b stuff um it's great great couple eras there before the internet took over for sure mm-hmm. uh but we respect that you're actually trying to go back and watch some videos man keep it up get your skate history on it's fun man to watch that shit mm-hmm. next up we've got a email from Frinky ass philosopher hey bunt boys been a long time listener and started the series from episode one and plowed all the way through and finally caught up love the pod and i've been wanting to write but waited to hear every post office so i could think of a question you haven't already heard before well life finally threw me something I've recently moved from the SF Bay Area to a town outside Phoenix, Arizona called Miracopo. Now, I grew up in a well-soiled skate culture community and being near pro spots that we always saw in videos set the bar for what we did and loved as skaters. Skate trips that last more than just a day, having a van full or several cars deep of homies going to film at a spot, slowly collecting footage to make that video part you've been working towards be as pristine as possible, conquering your fears to try a trick and getting wrecked anyways, you know, the heart and soul of this little wooden toy of ours. The problem is the locals. Don't get me wrong, they're good people and they have the drive to want to learn new tricks, but a lot of them are, for lack of a better word, soft ass pussies. Not only do they barely know any knowledge of any skate history outside the people they've personally seen in Phoenix, there's a lot of illegal tricks going down. And to top it off with this shit cake of a mess is their goddamn IG edits. I know us guys in our 30s can be a little nostalgic about the glorious days where full-length skate videos were the core of the skating and might be a bit cynical or jaded when it comes to the new generation. This isn't it. These kids will film any and every little warm-up trip they do and post it immediately. Not only is a lot of it not very clean and can use a lot of work, it's usually something weak like barely popped fakey frontside big spin up a bank and then sloppy fakey front shove into a different bank. Or 
A clip that pissed me off and made me write this goddamn novel was a rolling close to phone shot of a terribly gross frontside disaster. The ones where their boards don't even touch the coping and they just barely get their back trucks onto it and they're about to hang up. I thought this was the start of a line and waited to see what was going to make up for such a shitty, terrible excuse of a trick when nothing happened. <laughs> that was it. Just a shitty front disaster and eight seconds of riding. Not even a setup for a trick they didn't land. Just a ride away. So I guess my question to you is this. Is this community salvageable or are they too deeply rooted in their own kookiness? And if it can be saved, how do I go about doing it without sounding like that old head? I tried showing them classics like Stay Gold, Bag of Suck, and other classic 2000s gems, but they don't really watch what I send them. I tell them about the importance of trick selection, and they tell me how good hospital flips feel. Please, help me. Obi-Wan Kenobi's, you're our only hope. That was definitely a mouthful, uh, a <laughs> very long email. Um... Shit, man, you're moving from a place like San Francisco, ain't many places in the world with skate history like SF, to a little town outside of Phoenix, Arizona. You had to know you were going to have your work cut out for you, man. You knew this wasn't going to be easy, but um, shit, if it means as much to you as it sounds, just just don't give up and give the kids some time to grow, I guess. I don't know. Sounds like you're already trying, so I commend you for that, trying to show them Bag of Suck and other classics, but there's a certain point where you just gotta let kids be kids, and hopefully they come around in their own time, but you can keep trying to push them in the right direction. I remember specifically with Kirk Roach here, it was still kind of the early Instagram days, and I could see the talent, and I was like, man... You got to stop posting every damn clip you do at the skate park, you know? I was just like, what do you... Just work on your video part. Like, it's not like... It was still when Instagram was relatively new and videos were relatively new before it just became like full-on self-promotion for everyone and no, you didn't even get judged for it anymore. And he just kept posting his shit and then eventually I realized I was the, the old head, like trying to not post my own skating and he was just you know it just but then fast forward a couple years and and i'm like oh boy he was just early to it you know now everyone myself included will post some shit in their story or whatever so uh there's only so much you can do i don't think it's ever going back to the old ways buddy so you can just try and nudge them in the right direction but that's about it so good luck mr philosopher um hope you don't drive yourself crazy over there next up we got an email from mark yo ghost donald can't forget ants one this is mark riz from vermont been a long winter but finally busted out the board the other day i'm pumped to have more episodes of the bunt to burn down the last of the cold did you guys see the trailer for the new top boy wouldn't have found out about that show if it weren't for the bunt in keeping this British theme going, the people need to know. Is Leo Ranks footy on par for Palace? What do you guys think? Should the Bun community put pressure on Palace to hook the mans up? Um, yo, his footage was sick. Did you watch it, Donald? Yeah, it was butter. I mean, it's tough to put pressure on Palace to do anything. You know, I don't think they're accepting pressure from fucking anywhere. But he's absolutely... He's worthy of some boards for sure, man. 
Leo ain't playing. Yo, one crazy trick he did was um, the famous Muska Double King 50 from that like insane day um, where he got like a million clips. I forget which trans world that was in. Um, yeah, he did, I think, front 50 on the other side. So there's like double kink rails on both sides of that double set. And he front 50s the first just down part, lands in the flat, and then board slides the down part of the of the muska side. That was uh, pretty savage, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he was he was putting it down. And uh, shout out to him again for recovering from that gnarly ass fucking head injury. Um, hope you're shredding, bud. And Top Boy, of course, you saw the trailer. Obviously, your email got to us a little bit early, but the new season is out. And uh, I've just barely gotten started, but it's popping already, man. Man, I have I, no spoilers. I haven't watched it yet because, like, me and my friend at work watched the last season, like, twice together, just in the trucks, bored. And so he made me promise to watch it with him. So, fucking, I gotta wait. But I can't wait. You get Let me. me tell you, man. Sully's fucking mod this season, bro. When isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Can't> wait. <clears throat> All right. Next up, we've got a voice note from Eduardo Flores. Let's take a listen. Yo, but boys, it's me, Eddie. I'm back. What's up with you dudes? I hope everything's been well, man. 2022, new year, new things to learn. Hope all is well. Quick question for you guys. Recently, I saw and heard the Piscopo episode. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Donovan. You know, he's a Covina legend, putting shit on. And a bigger fan of his fucking skate shop, pawn shop. It's the shit. Whenever you guys come back down to LA, hope you guys stop by, see what's up. Uh, quick question, man, related to that. How do you guys feel about the skate shop scene right now? You guys think it's making a huge buzz again? Because I remember for a while, a lot of dudes were, like, kind of doing the whole internet stuff. But recently, I feel like a lot of skate shops have been, like, pushing it more. You know, they've been kind of fucking getting on top of the game. You guys feel like skate shops are in a good position right now? Especially with a lot of kids starting to skate again, everything opening up, all that good shit. Let me get you guys' opinion on that. Peace. Yo, what up, broski? Thanks for the voice note. Uh, yeah, I, I think... One of the cool things, one of the few dope things about the pandemic was that it seemed like a lot of people were picking up skating and biking and uh, skate shops seemed to be thriving. So at least here in Toronto and we've heard about it, you know, in some other cities as well. So um, I remember there was like shortages of like hard goods coming from China and stuff. So I think around the world skate shops are just doing real well and that's obviously amazing so hope hoping that continues man yes sir seems like the stock is up and seems like skate communities are supporting them more than ever man so we love to see it shout out pawn shop and shout out donovan man hell of a dude all right next up we got an email from steve g what up boys this pod's looking to be a toasty red hot barn burner and i'm so glad that skateboarding's premier podcast is gracing the airwaves we've seen a lot of high fashion brands jacking our steel over the years and cashing out those big bucks so my question to you guys is if luxury brands started recruiting pros who could you see riding for them 
personally i could imagine ashad throwing down a 12 stair frontside flip in some gucci <laughs> in some gucci loafs keep up the good work boys and shout out to curb club and all the uk dons p.s i'm waiting on that shans episode you dig i could see blondie you know maybe making something work with with burberry or something like that Gator, eh? is blondie still doing his thing on the board yeah, Blondie's still killing it, man. He's got his Adidas shoes coming out. He's got his skate company, Thames. Make boards and clothes. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's got his fucking high socks he's going right now. I mean, you could put Tyshawn on anything and that shit would work. Put Tyshawn on uh, Balenciaga or something, man. Who knows? You got anyone? Oh, you know... Who could probably pull off any brand? Um, that good-looking fellow from France, Vincent Tuzeri, man. He's oh. like, yeah, that's true. He might be the number one team handsome. You guys got my vote at least. She. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got a voice note from. Blunt Listener League legend, Mark Berry. Let's take a listen. Yo, what up? Zafa Adano, it's your boy, Mark Berry, a.k.a. Dr. Roxo, straight from the Bunt Listener League. Now, I know it's March. I'm already thinking about fantasy. I am addicted. I have problems. But I need to know, has there ever been a player you drafted with very high expectations that burned you so bad you will never draft again? And conversely, has there been a player you drafted that burned you, that you went back to, and they ended up being awesome? Joe Mixon comes to mind from last season, where he finally unlocked his potential and rewarded those who were willing to take a shot on him again. So, looking forward to the 2022 season, who will you never be drafting again, and who's somebody that hurt you that you may be willing to forgive and rekindle your love for? Thank you guys very much. Wednesdays are always brighter when the bunt's on. Um, in 2022, the player I will not be drafting again, and you know I might come to regret this, but it's got to be Antonio Gibson. Drafted him with huge expectations this season on one of my teams, and was uh, he was up and down, but he wasn't what I what I thought he would be. Maybe it's because they, they lost their quarterback and Fitzpatrick early and the team was in flux for the rest of the year but he let me down I thought um, after his rookie year he was a locked and loaded RB1 and uh, didn't turn out that way but luckily on the same team and someone I will draft again Leonard Fournette if he's on Tampa Bay I'll go back to the well that was some good value Uncle Leo had some huge games and uh, wouldn't mind having him again if he's back there with Tom Brady man I got burned left right and center and uh in our OG Bunt League, not the Listener League, my my draft was. <laughs> I drafted Calvin Ridley second in that fucking league, and uh, I mean I guess it's gonna be easy for me to not draft him in 2022 with the suspension <laughs> for the whole season. But yeah, I'm a man let me just i've said this before it's just so bad looking at it again i drafted kelsey in the first round calvin ridley in the second alan robinson in the third fucking 
waiver wire scrub last year. Although I'm hyped, uh, I mean, I might draft him next year on the Rams, but definitely nowhere near the third round. Then I grabbed Robert Woods in the fourth ACL. And then Miles Gaskin in the fifth. And Damian Harris in the sixth, man. Just, just fucking. It's just a travesty. Horrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all those guys I will never draft in that same round. So there's a bunch for you to pick from. Uh, and who will I go back to? I might, I might fuck around with uh, my man uh, Michael Carter. Jets running back. I don't know. That team, I'm guessing they're going to be a bit better next year. And uh, might go back to the well on Michael Carter, but like later, obviously. They might have a completely revamped offensive line, which would bode well for them and uh, bode very well for Michael Carter. So, yeah, he could be in play, man. Yeah, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, someone to keep an eye on, I guess. Mm-hmm. They can't be any worse than last year with the Jets. So, yeah. any improvement and see some uptick in, in touches could be good for them. Yeah. Mark, our favorite almost champion of the Bunt League. It ain't going to be next year because it's probably going to be my turn next year. So good luck in the future, though, man. <laughs> Dr. Roxo, big shouts. All right, next up, we got an email from Matt Strata. Good day, lads. Firstly, big fan of what you guys do for the people. When a new episode drops, I honestly love driving to work and actually get up early just to make sure I can listen to the whole thing. I wanted to tell you guys a story real quick. I was at work. And it was a full counter of people, maybe 12 or so people in the shop. Two customers and two staff were talking about the Sopranos. Anyway, they were trying to work out what season one of them was up to. The customer was saying, I'm on the season where the guy comes back from the big house. Forget his name. And he ends up hooking up with T's sister. I immediately, in my best ghost voice, shout out, Richie Apriu. The whole shop stops and looks at me like I've lost my mind. I just laugh to myself thinking about how Ghost loved to shout out his name. It kills me every time. Uh, question, can you please elaborate on Mickey Papa? Why the dislike? Personally, I think he skates and looks like a Christmas complete for a 12-year-old and is definitely not my cup of tea. Thanks, boys. Oh, man. Man, it sucks that it went from Sopranos to Mickey Papa. I wish this was a Sopranos question. Yeah, that that was, if you cut out the Mickey part, that's one of the best emails <laughs> we've ever had. Thank you for that amazing story. Uh, Mickey Papa, shit, man, I explained the full backstory in one post office already. Uh, not going to do it again, but whatever. It's just some dumb shit from back in the day that like I'm over right now, but he's just always my easy out for if I need to shit on someone. Um, I actually saw him when I was in California at a skate park and he was absolutely destroying switchflip backsmithing this rail like three times in a row. <clears throat> but uh, you guys made up? No, I didn't talk to him. Huh. <laughs> I just watched him destroy and uh, sat there. But uh, shout out to Richie Apriu and thanks for the email, G. Sopranos legend. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com.
This is the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. So I can't remember if this is one week or two weeks after declaring my fandom to the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia (laughs) and hoping Rob Gronkowski would join me in upstate New York that Tom Brady you know I never talk bad about Tom Brady I'll defend him in an argument like he's my family but I can't get down with this move man I understand it that if you're gonna come back you gotta come back and make sure as many people come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as possible the longer he stays out people might start jumping ship and leaving Tampa Bay I get it but to retire for two months, Tom, two months, like, uh, why even do it in the first place? Like, I'm st- I still love Tom. I'll still cheer for him down there in Tampa Bay. But I'm a Buffalo fan now, and I, I can't get behind this move, man. I-, I just can't do it. I'm happy he's back, but this shit ain't right. Yeah, I feel like if it was anyone else, like, I feel like everyone's just going to sweep this under the rug over time and whatever but yeah it's such a head scratcher just like are you serious like you needed all the attention all summer like twice or no there was the the fake announcement and then the real announcement and then he's back two months later like just the whole thing is just so useless and head scratching and like all right man but like you said it's absolutely useless yeah it's more fun with them here but it's just that's just so fucking weird two months what the fuck yeah you couldn't last at home with the kids for two months before knowing you need to go back down to florida (laughs) but like we also said there was no reason for him to retire he looked absolutely phenomenal in what could have been one of the greatest playoff comebacks of all time against the uh, eventual Super Bowl champions like there's no reason for him to retire like, yeah plus all the made no sense plus what we've seen with all the movement since like the NFC seems to just be sending all its talent to the AFC so maybe that's what he was like oh shit yo I gotta get off the couch I might have number yeah, nine it's getting easier yeah yeah it's yeah. working out for him it, it, the way he is and how competitive he is and like he's a psychopath and all that shit it just seemed weird for him to retire after a season where he led the league in passing yards and like what his last touchdown was a fucking absolute bomb to Mike Evans too didn't he yeah yeah I I think he had the league lead in touchdowns too but like that last pass to Mike Evans it's just like damn man I didn't he didn't strike me as the type to retire before you know he knows for a fact like he didn't have his not that anyone wants to see him have that Peyton Manning noodle arm last season but or like, the Big Ben one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Call that. Or the, even the Drew Brees one was bad, man. But like, yeah, he just looked still elite. So I was kind of surprised when he did retire. Um, so, yeah, keeps keep getting those stats, man. I mean, he's already the GOAT, but like he can just lock that shit up for like the next 50 to 100 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now <clears throat> an even easier route to the playoffs. Like, you got to take it, man. Like, you may as well come back, let it rip. And, uh, fuck, I guess the Gronk's not going to Buffalo. God damn it. (laughs) But, yo, Godwin, you know, he got hurt a little later in the season. 
he's not going to be like even if he's back to start the year who knows you know how good he's going to be looking and they lost a b obviously um I don't, do you think I, I don't know if they'll be quite as good as they were last year I think the toughest part for them last year was all the losses on defense they lost a lot of like they lived off their defense the year they won the Super Bowl like they had an incredible defense so I think if they they go back to like a great defensive team it'll it'll make a big difference too because they were in high scoring games last year and uh, obviously lost a few but Hopefully that's not the case this year. Like they had to sign Richard Sherman. Remember how desperate they got there for a bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about how, like, fucking pissed off and like just confused Tom Brady looked at times when he was throwing to all those fucking like third string dudes around the end of the yeah. year. Uh, they need Godwin. Maybe back this will ASAP. be the year that they he finally really locks into only Evans and Godwin when Godwin's back. But like Evans has been great while he's been there, but Evans can be like great, great, you know, if he gets that like 12, 15 targets a game, which I don't think he's seen. Yeah. Well, that last season with fucking Jabu, him, yeah. him and fucking thing were. They were like top 10 receivers, weren't they? They were fucked. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, as much as it was whack, we're we're both happy Tom Brady's still in the league. It just makes it. Yeah, you got to have good quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we have an answer in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and an unlikely landing place. I would have never guessed this. Baker Mayfield asks for a trade. Cleveland Brands, uh, the Cleveland Browns deny his request for a trade, <laughs> and then I think it's like the next day they go out and sell the farm for Deshaun Watson, which immediately makes them a way better team, way better team. Like we talked about Baker, I said I'd give him another shot because he was always hurt. You said you were completely done with him. Oh, He's gonna get another dude. shot, no matter. Uh, we'll see where he goes. It'd be funny if he ended up somewhere like Pittsburgh or something like that. Yeah. Um, but Deshaun Watson in Cleveland with the squad. They're going to need to go and get some wide receivers. But I heard rumblings that uh, Will Fuller is asking for a trade to Cleveland. Um, but they got Chubb. They got they got Remo. They got uh, they got a good team, man. And now they got Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper, baby. But, yo, how funny was it how fast like Twitter had to flip on like the whole Amari thing, just everyone like, why the fuck would you go play with Baker? Your career's done. Dude. Like, this is the dumbest career move you could have made. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, is Amari a top he five knew something. receiver <laughs> in fantasy? He is, man. He is. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm happy for Amari Cooper, even though he annoyed the shit out of me. And he has every time I've had him in fantasy. I just I like him in real life. He's just one of those like quiet killers. Um. So yeah, that that'll be cool. Fucking, I feel for the Browns fans that didn't want Deshaun. Or like, there's obviously a bunch of people out there that are very unhappy with this, and it must be weird if like the Browns are your team but you hate Deshaun Watson. So that kind of sucks for a bunch of people. Um, we're not. I mean, we support the dog pound. We went down there, but uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was gonna be like a. A mixed emotion kind of move wherever he landed uh yo you know what would be just so shit for i mean like me not being a baker believer imagine you're the texans and 
you ship off like obviously like this generational talent and you get back baker <laughs> god damn yeah yeah we trade away fucking d hop then this crazy shit happens with deshaun he's gone and uh now baker mayfield is gonna lead us to new heights man I, i'd fucking run davis mills over that fool man well, what do you think the ceiling for the Browns is now, man, with this new team they have? Let's go on the assumption, like, okay, maybe he gets suspended for, you know, six games or whatever, but let's just pretend we're talking no suspension, like a full Deshaun season. Fuck. Uh, I could see them... Um... I could see them being in the AFC Championship game, man. If they gel, and if like if they get Will Fuller, have Amari, the two backs stay healthy. They still have Njoku. He's a fucking athletic freak, classic tight end, athletic freak. Um, yeah, and they still got Miles Garrett. You know, like I could see them going far, man. What about you? Yeah, they were a. Uh- they were a great team out there suffering with Baker's performance for years, so I can't even <laughs> imagine what what's possible now. Like they were somehow winning games with Baker and his performances with his beaten down body. I don't know what they're gonna do with an elite quarterback like Deshaun Watson, man. But yeah, like you said, a little bittersweet for the people who don't uh, who didn't want to see Deshaun Watson or are not believers in him or whatever have their own personal reasons because obviously a lot going on with Deshaun Watson still. But as far as the football team goes, this is a win. No matter what you give up, when you get quarterbacks like him, like it's just a win. You People spend years trying to get quarterbacks out of fucking drafts and it still doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And half the time... Teams go through a whole draft without getting one player that ends up working out. So if you give up five, but you get a guaranteed elite quarterback for the next 10 years, you got to say it's worth it, right? For sure, man. That's The Browns is one of those teams where I would just feel bad for them. I'm like, yo, you guys have... Like when they had OBJ and, and Landry and they had all those weapons and, and people were starting to say Super Bowl for them and then Baker just ain't that dude you know like he got them to the playoffs shouts to that i guess but yeah when you got a deshaun watson level guy who knows man that that team is scary now yeah so like you talked about amari cooper there with them we were baffled by the trade value of amari cooper at a sixth round pick but uh another wide receiver we both love here in studio e bobby trees also traded for a sixth round pick man like how does a team not offer more than that and now he's down there in tennessee man playing opposite aj brown with ryan Tannehill at the helm yeah i was surprised to see robert woods get moved for what a sixth in 2023 yep. <laughs> uh but i think the only explanation for him and amari is just they've got like a lot of guaranteed money still to be paid so um i think it's just that the team's i don't know cap flexibility robert woods coming off the acl but when he's right he's fucking elite i feel like um there's a lot of teams that should have gone after robert woods man like fucking even green bay like who the fuck is aaron Rodgers throwing to (laughs) 
Have we talked about what went down in Green Bay yet? No, we haven't actually. Oh my God, this is, whew, this is music to my ears, man. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than to see something like this happen. And I hope Devontae did it out of spite. He probably didn't, but in my mind, I like to think he did. Devontae Adams waits and waits and waits until that arsehole Aaron Rodgers signs his deal and then boom, gets traded to Oakland, hooking up with all-time good guy, Derek Carr. You know, he's he's no Aaron Rodgers, but he could play, I guess. Vegas. Devontae yeah. buys the mansion right beside him. And uh he's just happy to be back with his with his college teammate and in a new home there in Vegas, man. Hell yeah. Couldn't be happier. You know I got like he's he's one of my favorite player if not favorite player in the league so so happy to see him get the bag a little bit like a slightly bummed like happy for him in real life but for fantasy and his numbers i don't know if Derek Carr can keep him at that same level but regardless just stoked for him and whatever you know him and his fam wanted to do but uh i just don't know if i can draft him as as that like you know top three receiver in fantasy anymore man yeah it's gonna be tough but uh i'm happy he landed there i'm happy he's out of green bay and i can't wait to see green bay struggle with lazard mbs <laughs> and whoever randall cobb they're gonna have to fucking suit uh travis up sooner or later and get him on the field and try <laughs> and catch some balls yo but you know what did you hear that green bay apparently offered the same deal that he got from vegas so yeah i can't wait for the truth to come out eventually on why he actually left i'm curious if it had to do with aaron Rodgers because they seem like super tight while they were you know being pro bowl dudes together and like just killing it the last <clears throat> three four years since Devonte started becoming the man down there um mm -hmm. so yeah it'll be interesting if we ever find out why he decided to leave but yeah the yeah. packers <laughs> Uh, they they gotta. Is there any fucking other receivers out there that they could try and snag up? There right are now? there are definitely a few. You could go after uh, yourself, uh, Julio Jones. You oh, could grab God. yourself, uh, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. Oh no! You could go get yourself that OBJ you should have went after last year. He's still available. Um, one wide receiver that isn't available anymore, Juju Smith Schuster, found himself a Ooh. nice new home in Kansas City. Uh, thoughts on that? Man, you you know I love me some Chiefs, and you know I hate me some Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> um, I'm sure I've said it on the pod before, but ever since he like laughed at John Wall for tearing his Achilles, I lost all respect for him and his fucking dumbass. So uh, I'm not I'm not hyped he went there, but I saw that he got a pretty I think only like 3.7 million guaranteed out of that 10 million. Yeah, one year. So fucking scrub. Go earn it. He'll be the new Sammy Watkins down there, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's move real quick from the gridiron to the hardwood. LeBron James moves into second all-time in NBA scoring in an absolute embarrassing loss to the Washington Wizards. Um, in true LeBron fashion these days, posting about it all over Instagram. Everybody, you know, applauding the young man. An absolutely incredible feat to achieve second all-time, but... Uh, how are the Lakers this bad? Like, it's making all these records he's breaking so much 
more bearable for me if they were like a true contender and i had to worry about like another lebron playoff deep run which man i love to see him lose in the playoffs like in the finals but like i almost can't handle the stress of watching him win every round you know because i watched <laughs> those games to watch him lose and when he went to what was it like nine finals in a row that was just a a tough nine summers year in a after row for year <laughs> was a battle so it like it makes it more palatable seeing him get these insane accomplishments obviously you know hats off to him but um it's just much more enjoyable just seeing them lose to absolute shit teams every night and like getting clowned except damn the way they beat the raps the other night that was so oh shit. how does that happen uh, it wasn't his foot on the line oh I, I didn't see that but yeah that that was like one of those unbelievable plays when they got the ball back up three you're like game over and like russ of all people mr i'm not gonna call him west you know what out of respect yeah. but uh for him the man's been through enough he was, yeah he was shooting i saw the stat floating around there it's probably up a little bit i would guess now but he was shooting nine percent from three since the all-star break and for him <laughs> to hit the most insane three to force ot um but whatever um i fucking love the raptors man i can't wait for the playoffs we better fucking make it in that play in tournament Young yeah, Scotty we got a real Bonds, Toronto man, man team. Woo! <clears throat> he ain't playing. Russell Westbrook, yo, it's always a funny thing for me, and I never know which stance I land on when someone who is a supreme shit talker, known for rocking the baby, getting in everyone's face, flexing, suddenly loses a lot of his skill, his shooting ability, his confidence. And then has to complain about people shit talking him, <laughs> like when the when it completely flips to the bully to being bullied. Like, how fast are you supposed to feel bad for him? Because I'm not sure, like, how he's talking about his family doesn't want to come to the games. Like, I get that, that sucks. But you've done this to people for a very long time. Oh, for sure. And you know, I got, I got. He's never been my favorite player or anything, but obviously, you know, you can't deny <clears throat> what he did for most of his career. Uh, it's kind of crazy seeing how bad he's shooting the ball this year. But um, one thing that, to your point, I was listening to a Patrick Beverly interview on JJ Reddick's podcast. It was a great interview. Check it out. Uh, and Pat Bev was talking about a few years back when he said that thing, that famous quote about man patrick beverly tricked y'all he doesn't play defense he's just running around he's just running around doing nothing and yeah and beverly said that like everyone looked at him different after that not just the fans but like teams teams players yeah. uh you know coaching staffs and shit and and that just had a, a big impact on beverly's career and and now all of a sudden it's like feel sorry for me so i actually loved seeing pat bev talking mad shit to him the other day did you see that i'm sure you oh, yeah. saw it on twitter when he was like he's trash trash <laughs> and then he plugged his nose like like yeah oh. that was so sick so i mean i i love that back and forth i'm not on either one side but um yeah i i get the the west brick thing and the 
the thing about his son of course you're gonna feel bad for that but sometimes man when you when you be talking shit like that there's there's a whole line of people waiting to shit on you when your day comes so yeah sometimes you just gotta deal with it uh just on pat bev real quick could there have been a better marriage in the nba than pat beverly and the timberwolves a team that needed some inner uplifting and some some character but he man he brought that team to a whole new level oh for real yeah and uh, again in that podcast he's a little bit delusional he was talking about like like whatever he's like man if anyone else was averaging like what i'm averaging on defense like one steal one block at my size if steph curry was doing it they would praise him but for me and then he was talking about like he got his like 13 million dollar deal or whatever and he's like why can't i get like a if someone else was doing this they'd get like 160 it's just because i don't have the correct but you gotta have be delusional to fucking be six foot tall in the in the league for as long as he's been in the league he's been in the league for over a decade after bouncing out of the league and going overseas i, I love patrick beverly man the um, man shoved sergi baka two nights ago <laughs> yeah he got like he didn't think twice either uh, if you're a basketball fan, that's actually a really good interview to listen to. JJ Reddick calls him out for like this one clip that went viral when he like waved off help defense on Siakam and then Siakam <laughs> hit like a game winning layup on him. <laughs> but he broke down the whole play and he's like, they cut out the part where I tipped the ball and he had to reset from the top of the key, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's hilarious, man. All love oh, to Pat Bev. Yeah, it's so that good. It's so good. <clears throat> oh okay one more thing donald we got to cover uh western conference man the two best teams the warriors and the suns we know the grizzlies are right there you know maybe 2b to the warriors whatever however you want to put it but chris paul not supposed to be back until around the playoff start and now steph curry marcus smart ran into his ankle I, uh, I didn't really think it was dirty. That shit happens. I mean, I hope it wasn't dirty. But, um, yeah, now Steph Curry might not be back to the playoffs. This shit's more wide open than ever. What do you think, man? Yeah, true shame to see the big three of Draymond, Clay, and Steph finally back on the court together after how many years. And then to see it go, go by just as fast, man. Um, it's a big loss. We don't know when Steph's going to be back, obviously. Um, it just bodes well for Phoenix, I think, if they can get Chris Paul back. And even without Chris Paul, they've still been playing great basketball. Devin Booker has taken his game to, to a new level. Um, and then I feel like the Western Conference is all going to rely on who gets their weapons back the soonest. Like We've talked about Denver hopefully getting their two guys back. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's in a, a race out of the infirmary, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm bummed because one of my dream final scenarios. Now, I really want Chris Ball to get one. I'd be so happy if Phoenix wins it all. But my dream final scenario was the Nets and the Warriors, just to see Steph and the boys oh. go against KD, right? But both those teams just seem like they just can't get out of their own way in terms of injuries. Like, it's Clay, then it's Draymond, now it's Steph. And then with the Nets, obviously... Kyrie part-time KD is hurt for a big stretch and now Ben Simmons keeps having setbacks with his back like I would have loved that but what worries me now for the Warriors making it out 
is when Chris Paul comes back, he should be 100% fine, right? I think, what was it, his thumb? Or it was like a hand injury? Yeah, hand injury. Right? And then with Steph and his troublesome ankles, like that's a lot harder to, you know, get your cardio back and yeah. all that and just be in the swing and of things. And Chris Paul's been out already for a long time. Like I think this was... The, the amount of time they gave Chris Paul was extremely precautionary. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he'll be, you know, when he gets the green light, I think he'll just be seamlessly back in and killing it. Um, and then, yeah, we can't say the same for Steph, but, oh, my God, how fun would that Western Conference Finals be, man, if both teams are at full strength? Oh, we need to see it, man. <clears throat> we need to see it. Ugh. Who else is at the top there? The Grizz and Utah. Oh, one team we've been hoping to reach this point for a long time has been the Utah Jazz. Obviously, they lost Bojan recently, but there's hopes that he'll be back. I think they've been rotating rest for all of those guys recently too. Like Mitchell missed a game; they said it was a calf injury. Gobert missed a couple games here and there, so I, I think they're gearing up uh, in the same way. But yeah, no. A couple uh, little injuries for the Jazz as well. They haven't made it past the second round. Like, if they don't make it to the conference finals this year, I would not be surprised if they made some big changes over there. Man, quick, quick fantasy aside, because in our fantasy basketball, it's the second round right now. Um, man, you know the the team that I won back to back years, or mm -hmm. the one I split with Shannon. So that team. I had a bye week and we do two week playoffs so i had two first two weeks off and then these two weeks i'm winning six three seven two for a week and a half and i fucking lost og like a week before the round started i lost jared allen the day before the the, the second round started and then i lost john collins when i lost him like you lost him too in our league and i lost Boyan, I lost four fucking guys, and like I just gave up the lead like yesterday or something. It's oh, it's heartbreak go, trying to go for that three peat and just like more and more fucking waiver wire dudes on my team. So that one's a wrap, unfortunately. Yeah, I just had to pull the daunted drop four guys, add four guys for Sunday move. Oh, in a last ditch effort to try and overtake. Uh, I need to make it back in. In points, which is not looking too good. I'm down 50. <laughs> Damn. So, fingers crossed, but... Uh, is that against IB? Yeah. It's eight guys versus eight guys tonight, so... Fuck. It's possible, but I'm going to need that 50-pointer from Booker tonight. Uh, yeah, you might get it. You never know. What about uh, what about your other league? We can wrap it up, and I'll just I'll ask you about the other league off air. <clears throat> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up. The Rundown and Wrap Up, Episode 4. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Peace.